Well, is it not an incredible thing to stop and think about last year, what kind of year it was? It was so hard on so many people, so many businesses, businesses closed, and yet we can stop and think for just a minute that God was still working and doing great things right here at the Creek Church. So one more time before we get started, can we just give him one more big round of applause? Yeah, because he is super super good to us and uh, I just want to honor him this morning as we get started. You know, one of the things that I believe about every person sitting in this room right now is that you are called by God to make a difference in people's lives. And I truly believe that you're never gonna be happy, you're never gonna make enough money, you can't marry the right person, you're never gonna have enough kids. Heck, you can't even get rid of your kids. As, as a matter of fact, I really don't think you're ever gonna be truly happy until you're making a difference in someone else's life. And here's what I mean by that. The ultimate purpose of my life and the ultimate purpose of your life is to make a difference, to make a difference in somebody else's life, to push them closer to Jesus, to let them see Jesus in you. And I believe that we are all trying to get to the same place. We all wanna be happy, we all want security, we all want joy, we want peace in our life. And those are things that we all share in common today. Every single person here, every single person that's watching at home. But let's be honest, we are where we are today because of the friends we keep. I'll never forget growing up, my dad was always like, Sean, you are who you run with. And that would make me so mad when he would say that to me because I knew that he was talking about my friends. He didn't like some of them. And so he'd look at me and he'd say, you are who you run with. And so if we're gonna grow, if we're gonna be better in life, if we're gonna do better, here's what we all need today. We need healthy relationships. We all need a group of friends that we can call at 3 a.m. in the morning that will actually pick up the phone because, listen, you might be able to pick up your phone right now and you might be able to scroll through hundreds of people that you've got, but let's be honest. How many of you know if you really called most of them at 3 a.m. and they picked the phone up and rolled it over and looked at your name, they'd just let it ring on, right? That, because that's the way it is. We need a group of people that will pick up the phone and say, hey, what is it? What's going on? What can I help you with? We all need a group of people that won't just be there when life is fun, when everything's going great. We need a group of people that'll show up when life begins to fall apart, when all hell breaks loose in our life. This is what King Solomon said. King Solomon said, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. It is God's design. He designed me, he designed you, he designed all of us to do life together. He never intended to, uh, for us to walk through life alone. And this is why one of our core values is we is greater than me. Pastor Trevor knew as soon as he got here that if the church was gonna be successful, if we were gonna make a difference in the world, if we were gonna make a difference in Kentucky, that we, it couldn't be on one person, that it was gonna take a group of people. And so we've had a lot of people over the last little bit 
asking about groups. When are groups going to get started? I think Steve Carl has burnt my ears off and say, hey, when do they start? How are they going to start? I want to know the date. And he's just on top of it. And I'm glad to let everybody know that Pastor Nate has been working super hard on what we're going to call table groups. And you're going to hear more about that very soon in the weeks to come from Pastor Trevor. He's going to explain a little bit more about that. But let me tell you something. And, and before I even start on this, I can hear you. I hear, I hear the men in the room. I hear some of the women in the room and you're saying, oh my gosh, he's talking about groups. I don't have time for this. I've tried that once before. Sean, listen, I just don't have, I'm too busy for groups. And as a matter of fact, I just don't have any issues really. Listen, <laughs> yeah. If you're in here and you don't have any issues, you need to be helping somebody else, okay? And if you don't have any issues, let me make you a promise. They are on their way. And when they show up, when they uh, surround you, you are going to want to have a group of people, a group of friends that are going to be able to walk with you through the situation and the circumstance that you're facing because you don't want to do life alone. So do me a favor. Look to the person to your left and say, I need you in my life. Go ahead. Even if you don't mean it, you tell them, right? And now go ahead and, uh, go ahead and look to your right and say, and you can come too, right? Yeah. Some of you are having too much fun with that. Yeah, yeah. So how many of you all know and understand that we live in the age of social media and smartphones? It doesn't matter where you go, you can go to the mall and people have, it's like they have adapted. They can walk now and they can look and they can just go around things without hitting people. It's incredible. You, you can uh, watch people running down the street. As a matter of fact, I'm in here every Sunday morning watching Pastor Trevor preach and there are those of you in here, I won't point you out, I know the corners you sit in, but you have your phone out during the sermon looking at the news the way I don't know what you're looking but you're just there you go hey try this when you leave today trust me you drive down the road look at the car that's passing you if you're on the interstate the high whatever I promise you you're going to pass people that are driving with this hand and looking with this hand it's just where we live today. We spend hours upon hours upon hours on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. People are TikToking now. Hey, and, and you might have 500 friends on Facebook who pokes you. And I don't understand all that today. I'll be honest. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't think I've ever poked anybody, but I get them. Hey, and you get all, hey, they send you friend, requ uh, friend requests to play games, wanting you to buy farm animals or to give them coins that, so they can go to the next level on Candy Crush or, or, or to buy their new weight loss product. You all understand what I'm saying, but here's the deal, okay? When all hell breaks loose in your life, when the wheels begin to fall off, your cyber friends are not going to walk with you through those hardships. They are not going to be sitting beside you on the couch when you find yourself in the midst of trouble, when everything seems to be breaking apart. It's just not going to happen. And I don't want you to hear what I'm not saying this morning. Because there's nothing wrong with Facebook and there's nothing wrong with all those social media platforms. I'm on those. But what I, wanna, I want you to understand today is we need people that will sit face to face with us in times like that more than we need Facebook. So if you're interested today in leading a group 
or hosting a group or joining a group. And let me explain that for just a second because I think people get it mixed up. If you wanna lead a table group, you're probably gonna be the person that's kind of like setting the dates, you're kind of setting the agenda, you're kind of like planning things out. But if you don't really wanna do that, Maybe you want to host. You've got a nice home. You've got a huge place. And you think, you know what? I would love to invite some people from the church in here. I don't want to really leave, but they can use my home and be part of that group. That's what a host does. And then, of course, if you want to join a table group, you just join. And if you want to do any of those three, please, before you leave today, reach in front of you, grab that card, and fill it out. And please listen. If you fill it out, this is super important. Make sure you put your name and your last name and your address and your email address and your phone. Make sure you put all that down because it's going to be super important of getting you connected and getting you where you need to be. Now, here's your challenge. The first service left probably a stack of cards about that big. So hopefully you can beat them and then I can tell Pastor Trevor and then you all can get some kind of prize next week. I don't know if that can happen or not, but... You never know. So make sure you fill those cards out. And if you've never been in a group or you've never attended a group, I'm going to encourage you today. The only way I know how is pleading with you, please join a group when that kicks off in just a couple of weeks. Now, I can still hear you. I hear some of you saying, listen, I've already tried the groups. I did groups last time they came out and I didn't really like it. Don't even know if I really like the people in it. Well, listen, that's fine. They're probably glad you're gone too, all right? Yeah. Hey, but don't, don't give up. Don't, don't, don't stop. Go try another one, okay? Listen, if I go to a restaurant and I don't like the food, I promise you, I don't stop eating. I just go find another restaurant to eat at. Like an example, I love to get a good steak from Malone's. But I feel like I like Carson's a little bit better. Are you kind of tracking with me here? Don't stop. Give it another try. Find another group because we have got to get connected. We've got to get connected because Jesus said this. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. You're going to have trouble. You're going to have trials. Things are going to come up and you're going to need a group of people. Now listen, I'm a guy that believes in the promises of the Bible, but this is not one I go quoting over myself. And I'm sure you don't either, but it's a warning from Jesus that there are gonna be difficult times coming in this life and we need people. I'm 40 years old. I know you don't believe that. I look like a baby, right? I mean, I, I look like a small child, but, but 40 years old and I've already had some train wreck experiences in my life. And I'm so glad that I had a group of people that didn't give up on me. They loved me and they encouraged me and they stuck by my side. And I'm so thankful for them today because I'm, I promise you, I would not be where I am without that group of people in my life to encourage me. Let me explain something that some of you all might not know that happens every week at, at the church. Every week we get phone calls and we get emails and here's some of the things that we hear. My life is falling apart. The doctor said cancer. I'm going through a divorce. My child's on drugs. I've lost my job. And I want you to understand, we want to minister to every person that calls, to everybody that sends an email. But let me tell you the reality of it. When we get those calls, a lot of times, we don't know the family because they've never got connected to the church. 
They've never been on a service team. They've never joined a small group or a table group. They've never offered to get involved in anything other than coming into the church maybe on Sunday, sitting in a row, and then getting up and leaving. So we get a call from someone and they say, hey, listen, my husband's had a heart attack and we're at the hospital. Can you please send somebody? So Pastor Trevor goes, or I go, or another one of the pastors uh, head out to the hospital. And here's what happens sometimes. On the way there, we have to call again and be like, hey, what was that name again? And then we get to the room only to realize that we don't know them. Or, or, or we have to go to their home and we don't have a clue where they live. We don't know their kid's name. Heck, we don't even know their dog's name. We don't, know, we don't know anything about the family. But when you're in a group, if you get in a table group where you're being loved and you're sharing and you're caring with other people and they're getting to know you, when the, when the wheels begin to fall off of your train, they will be there for you. Because the Bible says that you will reap what you sow. And if you sow care now, you will reap care later. That's the way relationships work. I'll never forget, when I first started serving here a little over three years ago, I got into a group with three other guys that I had never met in my life. And I know when we talk about groups and you learning new people, it's kind of scary and you're thinking, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if they're going to like me. Well, that's exactly where I was. But I jumped into this group with these three other guys I'd never met before. Their names were John Jones, Jake Williams, and Josh Whittington. And to this day, we still call one another when times get hard. They have become some of my best friends. Hey, when something's going on in my life and I need somebody to talk to or to kick something off of, I'll call those guys and they'll talk back to me or, or vice versa. Or we'll all meet together as, as a group and say, hey, let's, what can we do to help one another? That's why groups are so important. God designed all of us, every single person in here to be relational. He knew that there were going to be times that we needed support and we needed help. And that's why he created the church, a place for healing, a place for help, a place for hope, a place for acceptance, a place to find love. And that's what these table groups are going to be for each person in this room or those of you watching at home. So I'm really encouraging you, get in one of them when they get kicked off. All through the Bible, if you read through it, we find believers encouraging one another caring for one another, bearing one another's burdens. But if you're not in a group, if you don't find a table group, you don't get to one another other people because it's hard to one another when you're shoulder to shoulder in a place like this, when you're not on a service team, when you're not in a group. So let me tell you what the church has become in the 21st century. The church has become a destination. It's a place where we say, let's go to church. It's a place that we go. It's an event that we attend. But I want you to understand this morning that it is not a place that we go. It is a family that we belong to. That's so important. So people come to church and they feel so disconnected, especially in a church this size. And you'll hear people say all the time, well, you know, I just don't feel like anybody knows me. They don't. They don't have a clue who you are because you can't get to know people in rows. You get to know people in circles on a service team. I just ran into a guy uh, right before this service started in the back and he, he serves on our uh, security team. And he said, you know what? He said, uh, I, I, I enjoyed what you said, the first service and you're right. He said, 
Since I've been on, on the security team here, he said, I know so many people now. And I feel like our team is a group and I love all those guys. He said, I'm more involved now than I have ever been in my entire life. And that's what it's about. I run into people all the time. They'll say, you know what? Hey, I, I visited your church last week, but what I really wanna say is no, you came to a worship service. If you visited our church, you'd have been in someone's living room around a, a table with a pot of coffee and a Diet Coke and enjoying one another's company, loving and caring for one another and learning about who each other is. Let me ask you a question. How many of you would agree with me if I told you that all hell would have not broken loose in your life if you would have had a group of godly people around you that would not have let you do some of the silly things you did growing up, we would have all made different decisions. We would have went different directions. All of us, every single person here, we all have blind spots. And it's great to have people around us that see those blind spots because they help us. We allow them to speak into our life. And I don't know about you, but I need that today. I need someone that I can trust, somebody that I know that loves me, that'll tell me when I'm veering off track and they'll be honest with me and support me and encourage me to go the right way. You know, I've been coming here uh, for about three years now and I can honestly tell you that I love, I love Sunday mornings. I love, I love worshiping with you all. I love to come in here and I love to see your faces. But rows are shoulder to shoulder. But if you join one of these table groups, it's gonna be face to face and heart to heart. It's being in a group with a bunch of people who know who you are for real. They know your struggles, they know what you're going through, they know what you like, what you don't like, and even better, they know when you're down and you need a phone call. So let me give you three things really quick that the enemy wants to do to you. Here's the first one. The enemy wants, to, wants you to be isolated. And I'm gonna make you a promise. When these table groups kick off and we start asking and really hitting it hard, like, hey, join, hey, join, let's join, join a table group, the enemy's gonna do everything he can to keep you from doing that because he doesn't want you to be in a group where you're gonna get strong and you're gonna be encouraged and loved. So he's gonna try to do anything he can to keep you from it. That's why 1 Peter says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And if you know anything about lions today, you know that they wait until they can get their prey isolated. They wait until the prey gets weak and then they pounce. But if you're in a group, it's not as easy for the enemy to get to you and to do those things to you. Here's the second one. The enemy wants to cut off your lifeline and your support. Your table group is gonna be your lifeline. Your table group is gonna be your support system and the enemy wants to isolate you, keep you from anything that's gonna breathe life into you. Listen to what 1 Corinthians say. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. There's a word here that keeps getting repeated over and over and over again, and it's the word one. And it's why I love the church today. But let me tell you what the world's about today. The world's about separation. And all you've got to do today is turn on the television for a few minutes, and you're going to hear these things. You're going to hear things like, well, you're rich. 
and you're poor, you're black and you're white, you're male and you're female, you've got Fox News and CNN, real news and fake news, mask and no mask, and the world's trying to separate everybody. But when you enter into the body of God, we are one. We don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican, we don't care if you wear a mask or no mask, vaccinated or not, that's not what it's about. Because we're one. And we get to support one another and love one another and then receive that same thing back. But when you're alone and you're isolated, it's so easy to start believing the lies of the enemy. And you'll start hearing this. I know, I know you've heard this. I've heard this in my life. You're dumb. You'll never make it. You're never gonna lose the weight. They don't like you. Don't even think about joining that table group. You're not gonna fit in. You're never gonna get married. And when you're alone, you don't have anyone to look at you and say, listen, those are lies. That is not what God says about you. God said you're the apple of his eye. He said you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He said that you are more than a conqueror and that there is no weapon formed against you that will ever prosper. He said you're as bold as a lion. That's who you are in Jesus Christ. And that's the kind of people I need with me, around me, to always remind me of who I really am. You've got to remember today, if one falls down alone, there's no one there to pick him or her up. And that's why these table groups are gonna be so important to our church. So here's the last one. The enemy wants to cut off your life. The enemy wants to kill you any way he can whether it be a physical death, a spiritual death, an emotional death, a relational death. And yet Jesus comes by and listen to what he says in John 10, 10. And I love this. He says, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. And every person in here knows that because we've all experienced the lies of the enemy. And we all know that he has come in to destroy everything about our life. And yet Jesus says, but yeah, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus built his church for supernatural support. That's why we gather together. It's not just to come in on a Sunday morning and hear Pastor Trevor preach a sermon or to hear Zach or Sarah sing a song or somebody else that's talented uh, on the platform. We come to support one another and to worship Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. Listen to this. I keep saying this over and over again. I've been part of this church for a little over three years. And I've got to witness hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people make first-time decisions for Jesus Christ and make him Lord and Savior. And I think that's an incredible thing. And it's easy to celebrate somebody who gets saved. That's easy. But think about this. Everyone who's been saved needs to be supported. They need a way to get connected. They need a way to be discipled. They need a table group. They need you. They need you to step up to the plate and say, hey, listen, I've been coming here for a long time and I'm ready to serve in a different capacity. I wanna make sure everybody's moving along. I wanna make sure everybody's getting as close to Christ and all of us have a responsibility to do that. Listen to what 1 Corinthians says here. It says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. We all have different gifts, and that's okay. 
But that gift is gonna be your passion. We don't need everybody to preach a sermon on Sunday morning because we've got cars to park too. We've got table groups that need to be led, children that need to be cared for in the back, guitars that need to be played, drums that need to be beat, songs that need to be sung, coffee that needs to be handed out, greeters that need to smile as people come in for the first time, people to hold umbrellas when it's raining. We all have a part to play. You, you, the person sitting in your britches right now, You've got a role to play in the body. And when you don't play your role, the body becomes dysfunctional. And when that happens, we will never win as many people as we could for Jesus. We're never gonna hit our full potential if we're not all working together. But when we all work together, listen to me, when we all work together, we are the hope of the world. That's the church. One hand. One eye, one foot, one ear. We all, we all have different gifts and none is more important than the other. Working together to move people closer to Christ. And can I just say something really quick to the guys in the room, to the guys watching at home? Because I think selling table groups to the women, it's a little bit easier. Women love to get together and do things like this, so it's a little bit easier to get them to, to, to buy into stuff like this. But can I tell the men why these table groups are so important? They're important because boys follow men, and the family follows us. That's why it's important. And I just believe the church needs real men inside of it today. And let me give you a, a, a picture, just a quick picture of what my table group is gonna look like. We're gonna meet about once a month and that's what we're asking everybody on these table groups that are coming up. We're just asking you to meet once a month. And in my group, what we're gonna do, we're gonna do things that real men like to do. We're gonna shoot guns and we're gonna eat. I said, we're gonna eat something. We're gonna sit around the table and it's gonna be meat and steak and pork and anything that is an animal. We're gonna eat it. It's gonna be good. We're gonna fish and we're gonna camp and we're gonna to get to know one another and I'm gonna to get to know their wife and I'm gonna to get to know their family and I'm gonna know what they do for work and I wanna know when they struggle and I wanna know when they hurt and I want them to know that I'm gonna be there if I can be there for them when they need me. I want all the men in the room to know something. Jesus chose real men to follow him. Men that likes to do things that men like to do. He chose fishermen and businessmen. And can I just be honest with you? He chose men that got into it every now and then. It reminds me of one of my favorite stories in the Bible. It's a story about Paul and Peter. And in this story, Peter was going and he would sit and he would eat with the Gentiles and he was eating pork and he was having a good time with them. And then the Jews would come in and Peter would jump up from the table and he'd go sit down with the Jews and act like he wouldn't even, he didn't have anything to do with the Gentiles. And Paul saw what Peter was doing and it made Paul mad. He was upset. He didn't like the way Peter was handling himself between both crowds. So the Bible says that Paul went to Peter and he, he confronted him in front of everybody. And I love the way the Bible reads this. It says that, that they stood eyeball to eyeball and there was no small contention between the two. Do you know what that meant? It meant they was about to get it on. 
It was getting real. It was getting heated. It was getting hot in the room. Something was about to happen. Let me ask you something. How would you like it if you walked in here one Sunday morning and you found me and Pastor Trevor standing down here in the front and I was looking at Pastor Trevor and I said, I told you not to do that and I'm about to, I wouldn't have a job very long. But that's what it's like. That's what real men do sometimes. And I want all the men to hear what I'm saying to you right now. Listen to me. You belong here. The church needs you. And listen, if your man, ladies, if your man is in here in this room right now, would you do me a favor and just give him a hand for being here with you and supporting your family and loving God and loving people and doing what he's supposed to do. Thank you. We need you here. We need you leading a table group. Ladies, listen to me. If you're here, we need you. We need you leading a table group. There's young women here that need you. They need your support, they need your guidance. We need you here. So I wanna encourage you today, when the table groups kick off, when Pastor Trevor sets the date, says this is when we're doing it, I want you to find where God wants your role to be in that. You've got a role, you've got a place. Whether it be a table leader, a table host or a table guest. But if we're all working together, if we're all focused on the same thing and that's people, reaching people, pushing people closer to Christ and we're getting connected, I believe it's gonna make the best year ever for the Creek Church. But we will never accomplish it without you. You're that important. You're that important to the body. You're that important to this church. You're that important to the person sitting next to you. So please listen to whatever it is that God wants you to do, what he wants you to be a part of. Let me pray for you. Father, I love you. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for each person sitting in this room right now. The people watching at home, whether they be in Somerset, Williamsburg, Middlesbrough, in a different country. Lord, I just ask right now that you'd give us a heart like you've got. Help us to love people like you love people. Help us to see people like you see people. Help us to invite. Help us to, to make circles where people feel invited and friendly and, and Lord, loved. And Lord, let this year be a year of celebration and joy and peace and life change in the life of the Creek Church. We thank you for who you are and for what you do for us. And we ask that in the name of Jesus Christ and amen.